Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1861. Is your favorite sport secretly killing you? Six Steps to Protecting Your Heart from Extreme Endurance Exercise, part one, by Army Leg, with bengreenfieldfitness.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Saturday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. This is kind of like an audiobook, but with articles instead, and articles from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from the sites. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions. Remember, you can send me a question by going to oldpodcast.com slash ask or email your question directly to health at oldpodcast.com. Now, today's episode is a little longer than normal. So whenever that happens, I'll read the first half today and then finish up the rest for you tomorrow. So with that, let's hear part one as we optimize your life. Is your favorite sport secretly killing you? Six Steps to Protecting Your Heart from Extreme Endurance Exercise, Part 1, by Army Leg, with bengreenfieldfitness.com. If you're an endurance athlete, you've probably seen articles claiming that your favorite sport is secretly killing you. Do a Google search for endurance exercise heart damage, and you'll find about 2,530,000 results and countless articles that make you think twice about your next workout. Without getting into obsessive detail about every study on this topic, it's safe to say the dangers of endurance sports are overblown. That said, there are still risks that long-term endurance exercise could cause heart problems in some athletes. The risks may also be higher for athletes who are pushing the limits of performance, trying to maximize their results through more intense training. Well-trained endurance athletes may actually have a higher risk of heart damage since they can push themselves harder for longer, meaning they have more endurance. There is no direct research on how to protect your heart from endurance exercise, largely because most research indicates it's only an issue for a small minority of athletes. However, studies have given us some clues as to how we can minimize the risks of endurance sports damaging our hearts. Here's exactly what you need to know. Protect your heart from extreme endurance exercise in six simple steps. 
None of these solutions have been tested in randomized controlled trials, and they will not guarantee that exercise won't damage your heart. That said, these are the most practical, simple steps that are based on the best available evidence. One, plan adequate rest. Researchers think that if myocardial injury or heart damage occurs during endurance exercise, it's similar to a training injury. The cause may also be similar to another training injury, like doing too much too soon. Like all other muscles, your heart is fatigued after a workout and needs time to recover. In general, the harder and longer the workout, the more time it takes for heart function to return to normal. There are no data measuring this directly, but it's likely your heart fatigues at a similar rate as your muscles. The demands on your heart during exercise are mostly proportional to how hard your muscles are working. Basically, once your muscles are recovered, your heart probably recovers too. Now, the best way to know if your heart has recovered is to get an echocardiogram or an MRI, but this probably isn't necessary. If your muscles are sore and fatigued and you feel lethargic and unmotivated, your heart is probably not completely recovered. If you feel great, your heart is probably ready for another hard workout. Here are a few tips to make sure your heart is recovering from your endurance workouts. One, plan and periodize your season so you can gradually increase your volume and intensity. Two. Insert recovery weeks throughout your season where you decrease the volume and intensity for a few days. This helps shake off any lasting fatigue before the next series of workouts. Three, don't destroy yourself every day in training. It's not necessary, productive, or healthy. And four, when in doubt, train less rather than more. Step two, don't train when you're sick. If you have a serious infection, don't train. Exercise tends to improve immune function over time, but too much training can have the opposite effect. If you overtrain or overreach too often, you may increase your risk of developing myocarditis, a heart infection. About 90% of people will eventually catch one of the same viruses that causes myocarditis, yet it rarely infects the heart. If you're overtraining, the chances of the disease progressing to your heart are probably higher. Other seemingly less severe diseases like the flu can also increase the risk of myocarditis. Quote, It is possible that this may be severe enough to cause permanent heart damage, but yet the person does not feel too unwell at the time, writes Dr. Andre Lagersh, the author of several papers on this topic. Dr. Lagersh continues, quote, It is also possible that athletes are at a greater risk of this because there is some evidence that exercise can compound the effects of myocarditis, and athletes will often train through anything, end quote. It's still not clear if exercise causes immune function to drop. Even if it does, it's not clear if this increases your risk of developing myocarditis in particular. Only one study found a high rate of myocarditis in athletes, but it's plausible overtraining may have contributed. In any case, if you're already sick, hard training is probably not going to help you recover from an infection faster. It's probably safe to push through minor illnesses like a cold. However, more serious infections may pose a greater risk to your heart. Step 3. Hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Is Your Favorite Sport Secretly Killing You? Six Steps to Protecting Your Heart from Extreme Endurance Exercise by Army Leg with bengreenfieldfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. What we're finding with like high-intensity interval training, for example, or those kind of high-intensity workouts, is the immune system actually takes a hit the first few hours immediately after those kinds of workouts. So when you finish your high-intensity, crazy, awesome routine, your immune system is actually not functioning at its best uh, the next few hours after you finish that session. So that means you might be more likely to get sick immediately after that high-intensity interval training. And I know that sounds bad, but the good news is, is that the immune system after those first few hours starts to become even stronger. And that's why exercise, for the most part, actually does make our immune systems stronger. It just may take a little bit of time. Now, 10 to 15 years ago, there were some published studies that showed that if you were sick and you exercised, you might actually heal faster. Well, it turns out that that's not true for many people. I tried that. After reading those studies, I tried working out when I had a cold, and I ended up feeling much, much worse after. It could have been the exerciser, it could have been that I was just in the early stages of a much worse illness, but either way, I've learned that if I'm sick, I just need rest. And chances are, you probably do too. Now, I know it sounds like this article is geared only towards athletes, but as you can hear, we can all learn, athlete or not, from what this article is discussing. So I definitely hope you turn in for part two of tomorrow's episode. So that does it for me for today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And like I said, I'll see you on tomorrow's show where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.